Blog Talk Radio. It's live, the Red Reality Show. Show Network. If you love Survivor, you've definitely found the right place to interact with your favorite survivors. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, and this is Mike on the Mic with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Currently, Mike has met 468 Survivor alumni, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep Survivor so epic season after season. Mike goes to the Survivor finale every year. He's on the board of Bob Crowley's Durham Warrior Survival Challenge in Maine and Reality for Diabetes in Ohio, and he attends as many charity events as possible. So he's always hanging out with Survivors, and they all love and respect Mike Albright. Here on Mike and the Mike, every Thursday night, Mike invites at least one Survivor alumni to join him, and they recap the Survivor episode that just aired the night before. This gives you 24 hours to watch the show, determine what questions or comments you'd like to call in with, and then on Thursday night, call into Mike and the Mike and have a blast talking Survivor with Mike and his Survivor guests. And If you're too shy to call in, we've got that covered, too. We've got a live chat room where you can post questions during the show. Just click our link and scroll down the page and post your questions or comments in the chat room. Now, it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright.
Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. Carrie Garcia here. I'll be your co-host, and it's November 16, 2017, and it's time for Mike on the Mic with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. And Mike has an awesome special guest joining him tonight to recap Episode 8 of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. Adam Gentry from Survivor Cook Islands will be here with Mike to share his thoughts and opinions with us. And as always, fans are invited to call in and chat with Mike and Adam and share yours too. Um, Don't be shy. Call in and just let us know what your thoughts are on the the episode and this whole season. Um, I think um, this episode has has definitely been uh, one of the best. It was titled Russian Roulette, and I think it was probably the best episode of the season so far. Um, So I hope there's some fans out there who want to call in and share your thoughts with us. All you have to do is call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six, or click our link and scroll down the page to join our chat room where you can post questions and comments during our live show. If you do call in to talk to Mike and Adam, please remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air And if you don't press the number one, your call may not get answered, so make sure you press that number one key. Now, with all that out of the way, I'm going to bring up our host, and let's get it started in here. Hi, Mike. How are you, and how did you like last night's episode? Uh, I'm great, Sherry. I I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of excitement and a lot of a couple of new things we've we've never seen, so I, I just I, I appreciated the show doing similar things, but in, in new and unique ways. And uh, we'll get to it towards the end, but just another weird nuance to New Age Survivor with uh, the thing that Lauren was able to discover. I thought that was neat, and the reward challenge, the way they did that, was also in a unique way as well. So yeah, I, I liked it. and It got more exciting. I was surprised at the end that we didn't see someone else get voted out i i see why they voted for the person they did but i was a little surprised and perplexed by that because I, I think there's two for the <laughs> the old healers there's still two you know very strong people out there and uh they're gonna have to target them pretty soon so uh, and uh, i couldn't there was this further activity that made me scratch my head from Probably my two least favorite people this season. Uh, one of them posted something really cool today that I, you know, like him more as a person. But on my TV, just Colin, Colin Joe, just keep, you know, like diving at women, digging for idols, and then, uh, you know, Joe's trying to push people's buttons. And as a and as a gamer and somebody that, you know, has done the psychological warfare, I understand what he was doing with Ben. But I think that that's a line that. You know, some people definitely wouldn't get close to her cross. So I, I was, I found that interesting. I don't think he kind of backed off once he could read the room and see. And I don't think Survivor portrayed it by any means as uh, 
ooh, look at this great strategy. I think they kind of, you know, went right at Joe when he did that. So um, I don't think PTSD and, you know, attacking a veteran, no matter, big survivor villains, I just don't think that really helps in the show. Now, to get him off tilt, sure, but let's focus on something else that will get him, you know, worked up and agitated. I didn't think that that part was necessary. But overall, I thought it was a great episode. I only took six pages of notes on, like, seven last week, so a bit of a drop-off there. But, uh, yeah, tied vote, interesting reward, uh, idol hunting and capturing and uh, different rewards. And, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really, really good episode. What were your thoughts yeah, like I said, I thought it was one of the, you know, or possibly the best episode of the season so far. Um, just had a lot going on with it. We saw um, a reward that we've never seen and yep. definitely some some fighting going on between, you know, everyone uh, and challenge for the immunity idol um and people still don't know who has it not you know not everyone um which is kind of funny to me um and then the tribal was crazy again going down to a tie and having to revote um so it had a lot. It had a lot of those elements that checked the boxes for me, you know, um, to make it a great episode. Yeah, I would fully agree that um, this cast, you know, coming off Game Changers, it was, you know, uh, I thought the theme, and I still think the theme was weird, um, but the, the cast is pulling through, and I, I, it's a, it's a testament to your initial reaction to somebody that coming into the season, my least favorite person was Ryan. Just because I was like, well, you know, how's a bell hop a hustler? And I was watching that at some, at, where were we watching the finale? We were at uh, Nina Porsche's house. And yeah. uh, I was just like, what the heck is this? Like, you're not a, that bellhops aren't hustlers. And I was all agitated. And now he's my, he and he's my favorite with Devin. And, you know, I, there's a, everyone around, I think at this point, besides Joe and Cole, you know, I'm I'm relatively okay with, you know, Dr. Mike, I think we're not seeing a lot. I think he might be able to wiggle and get past Joe and Cole. Uh, Lauren attacking the Gingers still not, doesn't sit well with me, but she's getting to be more of a savvy player. I was, her ability to play that advantage and not get caught. I was really surprised with all the gamers and strategists. I I saw a couple of them with a little inkling in their eye that, you know, maybe they are up to they they figured something out when they were all running numbers to only to only have ten votes with eleven people. No one said anything, and maybe they weren't. Maybe someone did, and they edited it out. But I was really surprised no one piped up because I thought Ryan kind of looked like he was give a weird look. And oh Jesse no! So <laughs> I think Ryan Ryan was the closest thing I thought to somebody actually like, whoa, what's this? So so next week I'm I want. I can't wait until we see them all walk back to camp and see what that that conversation is as soon as they get back to camp. See if anybody says anything. You know, that's usually how they start 
the next episode out is, you know, them getting back to camp in the dark and what the conversation is, you know, after the um, tribal council. And yep. I can't wait to see what that conversation is going to be like to see if anybody goes, didn't anybody notice that there was only 10 votes and we have 11 people? You know, <laughs> what happened with that and I think, last vote? <laughs> and I think some savvy people could play off that maybe there was some kind of advantage found that's just somebody could steal someone else's vote because that already happened once. So maybe that's what happened. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I yeah the walk back post the flag I think is going to be pretty evident of. I think some people are going to be like, "Yo, what's this? What's going on?" You know, they're going to be running the numbers and you or know, they keep got it to themselves and, and just talk about it amongst themselves with their with their own people. You know, they could do that too and not talk about it out loud to everybody. You know. They could, they could just talk about it amongst the, the people they trust and try to figure out what's going on. That's yeah. what I want to see is whether they're going to say it out loud amongst everybody or if they're going to talk about it just between, you know, themselves and, and the people they trust within their alliance. Yeah, well, Lauren told uh, – she – she told Ben, right? So Ben, Ben, Ben knows they've got a pretty tight bond. I think that's their connection between the the heroes and the hustlers. That's probably they're the they're the glue. But there's also a good connection between Ryan and Chrissy. So it's a very interesting dynamic with three tribes. The redistribution there and the you know coming together and the vote itself. I know we're kind of putting the ass into this thing first, but. When you look at the breakdown of the votes, it was a you know the four four one one. You know, Lauren Lauren's not voting could have been huge with uh, the right thing happening in the three four. They could have if they split three four and didn't didn't have her vote to be part of it. The four votes of the healers would have been enough, but they weren't unified. And uh, from looking at the the healers, all four healers voted for four different people, and that's like the least unified post-merge vote I think I've seen since maybe Borneo or one other season. That's just interesting. Cole votes for Joe, Desi votes for Lauren, Joe votes for Ben, and Dr. Mike, well, I, I guess I can't read and comprehend. I guess there are three votes. That's still interesting. Cole and Mike go for Joe, Desi for Lauren, and Joe for Ben. Interesting how that That's breaks down. Crazy. Down in numbers, so you know what are you gonna, you know, how are you gonna combat that? So uh, maybe they're playing to, instead of being ninth out, I want to be you know seventh or eighth place. So I'll turn on my people. So it's it's understandable. It just it wasn't unified, and I was surprised. And I. I'm not sure if if our guest is ready yet or not. No, nobody on the switchboard yet. Okay. Well, we'll see. I sent another message, so I hope he can uh, get in there with us. 
and get his two cents because I was trying to find some old pictures. I'm trying to remember the last time Je- or, uh, Adam and I were in the same space. I think it was out in L.A. at some finale or event. I just can't find the pictures from that specific finale. So hopefully he's on his way to the switchboard. So uh, we'll start back up at the beginning of this thing. They get back from the last vote. And uh, for for getting their, for getting Jessica out, I thought Joe didn't, like, blow up like I thought he might have coming back from last week's uh, episode when they get in there. You know, they, they talk about what happens and the clues and everything, and, you know, Joe thought he was safe. And they get through there, and uh, Jess goes, and Cole's really upset. But Joe's very complimentary of uh, – the heroes and the hustlers. So I thought for Joe as much of a jerk he's been a lot of this season I thought he uh he handled it well coming back to camp. He didn't like it just didn't seem as negative as I as I thought it was. Did you have a, an opinion on that, Sherry, with uh coming back to the beginning of the episode? I agree with you. I I think probably the the long walk back from tribal to camp because from what I understand I've obviously I've never played the game but from what I understand they're not allowed to talk from the time they leave tribal to the time they get back to camp to the flag yep to the flag yep and so I think that long walk back being silent gave him enough time to think about it and internalize it and calmed down before he spoke and was actually, you know, cool about it. I think if maybe he would have spoke immediately after tribal, he might have said something different. But because they had that that long walk back, I think he was able to sort of, you know, chill down and say, you know, I'm probably going to win more points if I just take this, you know, in stride and compliment them on, you know, the the job they just did on me and uh I that's what I think. I I think the walk probably helped him. Because I think he's savvy enough to know how much of a target he is, and to, you know, just to play it low key. I I agree. I thought I thought that was really cool. Um, seemed genuine, and they're running through. Uh, and they come back, and then, you know, Mike's talking about feeling like it's the end of the world. And then uh, I was curious because we saw Cole last week with the big bundle of nails and that wrapped up parchment, which is usually, and I didn't look it up. I should have figured it out. I don't know if my beautiful fiance can tell me that the kind of the cookie that's rolled up that has like the chocolate inside, where they usually have the rolled up clues in whatever, whatever that is, that's usually where it is in the merge feast, but there wasn't really a traditional merge feast. So, cause they were out at the outback. So to find the nails, Lauren finds it, and she she gets it, and she sees what the clue is, and it's the ability to not vote at this tribal, and then you earn an extra vote. So what were you a fan of this interesting twist, or did you think what you just what did you think of this? 
I thought it was kind of clever. Um, I don't know if I would want to see it over and over and over again, but I, I thought it was a clever twist. And, you know, it put a lot of responsibility, A, on the first person that had to go and the person who had to pick the order And then everyone, you know, that followed because you have to, you know, decide how much you're going to eat and how much you're going to leave for everybody else. And so it was, it was clever, I thought. And then everybody looking for a clue um, because people know that usually there's a clue and trying to, those who did find it, trying to cover it up in a way so that others wouldn't find it. I thought Ryan did the best job at that. He just took the whole tray off the table and hit it by the tree and covered it up completely. I thought that was the best. Um, but Very smart. Putting, I'm like Cole's. Uh, yeah. put, I've never gone to a dinner in my entire life. Where the food is on the napkin, and I'm—I mean, I was an uncouth no bachelor for a very long time, but I never—I just thought I ate with the napkin, but I know I never ate on a napkin. So, yeah, that would make me suspicious, right, right off Jump Street. I've never, as you said, never eaten spaghetti off of a napkin before. Never From the seen mind it served that Cole, way ever. <laughs> old Cole. And a good, I, we've, I, we haven't really been huge fans of Cole. I think he's made some dumb thing, decisions and all that. But today on, on Facebook, I don't know if you're friends with Cole, or I think I hope it's Cole. But either way, he had a post about poaching and the current president's support of poaching indirectly by, you know, not admonishing his own children for cutting off the tail of an elephant and you know, killing leopards and lions and all that. So Cole made a good post about that just out of the blue. I don't know. I didn't think there was any kind of a poaching event or, you know, outreach or, you know, looking out for that. So Cole sent that, and I sent my first message to the cast members this season just to, to Cole, like, hey, man, I'm looking forward to meeting you next next month of the finale. I really appreciated your post today. So, you know, Cole's a complex person on the island. I think he he was cast for a specific reason. When they did the psyche vow, they knew just his basic tendencies. He was going to overeat, think about himself, get into a funky, sh- yeah. you know, showmance of some older lady, just do weird things because that's their job is casting people to find beautiful yet interesting and compelling characters. And I think that's, you know, that's what Cole is. He's a... I'm 100% heterosexual, but, you know, Cole's a good-looking dude. I, I mean, you'd have to be blind not to see that. And I think he's got a good heart. And most of his foibles and problems in this game are from his own, you know, naivete and just not thinking about what he's doing. So, overall, like, villain-wise, when I'm, I'm equating this to the movie Scream, like, he is definitely the assistant killer, not like Joe, who's like the di- psychopathic, diabolical guy. You know, he's, he's like Matthew <laughs> Lillard. He's just along for the ride, like, yeah, man, let's let's kill Sidney Prescott. Like, he doesn't – I don't think he's just a malicious guy. I don't think Joe – I think Joe's trying to win a game and wants to be a big character. 
and wants to come back, but I just think their level of villainness is not equal by any means. Yeah. Um, I definitely do agree that he he is – I think he was he, – he must have been, like, sheltered, and he is naive. Yeah. Um. There. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's just like you said. He's done some things that just show you, you know, that he he has been sheltered um, in his life. But were the reason for the elephant comment today is Trump. Rolled back one of Obama's um, bills that protected the elephants. And that was done today. How ironic that the Republican president doesn't want to protect elephants. Like, why was I not tweeting about this today? That's just, come on, that's... It's like Saturday Night Live skit here, and it's not. It's life. He's wow. he's rolling back anything that Ob- anything he can that Obama passed. He's rolling it back. You know, if yep. Obama had said, you know, the sun is yellow. The sun is yellow. The sky is blue. Act. He'd be like, well, that's that's definitely wrong. Like what? Like yep, yep. He so would roll that back that makes, and change it. <laughs> well, that that makes some sense, and I definitely, I already, I just won an election, so I don't have to deal with the, the running again for at least twelve to eighteen months. So if anyone's listening to this, that's fine. I I won in, as a Democrat in a Republican town against an incumbent with a pretty strong family name, but Trump just. You don't do things just because the predecessor did it. Like, I don't remember a bunch of stuff Obama did just to counterbalance George W. Bush. I don't think George W. Bush did a bunch of things to counter Bill Clinton. I don't think Bill Clinton did a bunch of things just to counter Reagan and George Bush Sr. Like, that's not the way you lead or run a country. So that's just just terrible. Unfortunate, though. But... um, We'll go to the reward challenge. They did a similar you pick scenario, and uh, sometimes the not picked person gets screwed over. Sometimes they get to back a winner. Sometimes when you pull the white rock, you just get to go to the reward. And uh, we did that. Then we break down the groups into two, two, and the blue 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 tribe, JP, Chrissy, uh, Ryan, Devin, and. Wow. Cole and the Red Tribe, Ashley, Ben, Desi, Mike, and Lauren. So pretty pretty even matchup on, on there. Uh, it looked like it, it was a little bit of an early lead for the Red group. But I would say the MVP of this reward challenge is JP. And I think the kid's going to be a dark horse. He's very physical. He's not playing too hard because I, I can't think of him. I don't have any strategic thought of JP. He reminds me, you know, when you th- when I think of Sandra, I don't think her doing, like when I think of any challenge Sandra would dominate in, 
You know, I don't have one that quickly comes to mind. Maybe some kind of a brain puzzle or, you know, you're trying to find stuff and read people. But the same thing, when I think of J.P. doing anything strategic, I just don't see it. You know, the history of J.P.'s on Survivor, not very great initials. Good people, but, you know, nothing there. So the blue group, J.P. and Devin carry them to the reward challenge. And uh, Joe gets to go along. And the reward is a huge spaghetti dinner with bread, salad, and red wine. So I think... And it was sort of family style and order, which was a fascinating way to do this. So just your thoughts. Yeah, they could only go one at a time. Yep. Which to me was, I was flabbergasted when I heard, you know, they, they could only go and eat one at a time. And they had to decide how much to leave for the rest. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this could be <laughs> this could be bad." But and I was surprised everyone that, got uh, something to eat. I was surprised how Devin approached it, just knowing kind of how Devin's played and his demeanor and everything. I was surprised he <clears throat> was going to set the bar, but I definitely think he ate more than a sixth of the spaghetti. Like it seemed like he ate like a fifth, maybe a quarter. He was. He was chowing down. In this episode, I started to notice, like, does he look like anyone from any of the Star Wars movies to you, Devin? Because I was getting, I wrote a note of who he looks like to me, but have you seen the newest Star Wars? Not the one that's right after the original Star Wars, the Rogue One, but Episode 7. And I've never seen any Star Wars movie. Sherry, when this is over, you need to find them. I'll mail them to you if I need to, but you need to change that, but uh, Devin looks like this guy named Kylo Ren, who's the son of uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo. If you looked at these guys, like especially Devin, how he's looking now with the hair kind of poofy and the the mustache or the, the, the goatee. I like when people have ethnic goatees on Survivor, depending on you know their your facial hair structure. He looks like the guy from the new Star Wars movie, the bad guy. So I'll send you a screenshot so you can know what the heck I'm talking about. If anyone's listening, I hope you know what I mean. But for Devin, he went from, like, pretty cool guy to a little villainous. And I, he was the first one in. Joe very tactically said he'd go last, which, you know, knowing Joe, he could have known he's alienated and walked in and just thrown all the spaghetti on the ground or done something, you know, really crazy. But he lets Devin go first. And he's like, this is a perfect date by myself, you know, and I get to set the bar, and like I said, I think he ate more than his share, um, and then JP comes in, and I know he didn't eat a sixth, I don't know if that kid ate one-twelfth of the spaghetti, like, I don't even know what JP really ate, it was not memorable, JP pipes in, and then we get the person that I knew would act like this, uh, old Cole, that kid comes in, and I think he ate half of the spaghetti, if not more, but he was the first one to notice that there was a clue on the plate. And I, I can't mean JP. There was even the first word, the first letter or two of the word was coming out, and JP was just a, totally oblivious to that. So Cole, Cole figured it out, and like we talked about briefly, he throws a spaghetti dinner on top of a napkin on top of the plate. And I'm like, 
I do. It, that's some kind of a solution to your problem. But how about a different solution? I don't know what. Yeah. What? Sorry, I, I've got this beautiful woman who's in the office talking to me. I thought she was giving me another idea, but yeah, you just throw all your food on a napkin. So. Ryan had the best idea, you know, hide the damn plate. <laughs> It yeah, has Christy the clue asking, on it, so nobody can see it. I appreciated Chrissy's uh, super fan awareness to know to, hey, we got to be ready and we got to figure out what's going on here. But I don't appreciate Chrissy wanting to whisper all the time and blowing her own cover. She did that back at the other activity where no, don't worry, no one can hear us. And she's sitting right next to Cole, whispering to Ryan, who... Very, very smart and intelligent, you know, cleaning off the plate, hiding the plate. Very smart. But then he's sitting there with not very smart Chrissy, who's wanting to whisper. And, like, Cole's, Cole's not the smartest guy in the world, but he's not the dumbest guy in the world either. I think he's, he can hear people whispering, and he called her out. And they even showed Joe going back. I don't remember writing anything down about Joe. Did Joe even get to see that there was no food? He definitely didn't get to see that there was no plate. Do you I didn't have a note on that. Do you happen to recall did Joe go back? I don't really I don't, recall that. I don't know. They may have uh they may have edited that part out, but they Ryan knows what's going on and they go back to camp and instead of Trying to get out to the to the flag to start digging, Cole goes to the bathroom. And one of my favorite lines, this is why I love Ryan is just as a player out there that's going to entertain me and he gets it. It's a TV show. Uh, Cole's literally got his pants down. So Ryan went for it. And, and this just showed JP, like, I don't know if JP's never seen a second of the show but he's out there right by the flag when Ryan finds it. He he gets he sticks it in his underwear, and JP's like one inch away from this whole thing happening. Is totally clueless and oblivious. And I just thought, my God. But then Cole and everyone else <laughs> is rushing out there, and it's a melee, and it was just crazy. And I loved watching. He told Chrissy to cover that watch. back up, and I think she refilled the hole. Enough to where they didn't think he had dug that far down, you know. Yep. And then she started digging, like, and they all started digging for it, and they didn't know that he had already gotten it out. And, and then we get another after a while, he just cold. stood up and, and backed up and watched everybody fight for it, and he's standing there with it in his pants. <laughs> yeah, that's they, great. They, these. Crazy fans. I can't afford a hidden immunity idol, but one of my buddies has a bunch of them, and I don't know if he sanitizes them because I think half the idols of late have become crotch idols. So they're, you know, in people's <laughs> underwear floating around on their, their their equipment. So I'll have to say that to my buddy John. Like, yo, John, make sure you're uh, for breathing those idols because they've been they've been down. Lysol. 
Yes. They've been, yeah, they've been down under, as Isabel just told me. Ooh, yeah. Watch. So Cole and Ben are fighting, and I love Ben just can't stand Cole, and he's attacking him. He's like, yeah, I saw you tucking your shirt. And then Cole's just like, yeah, I've got a really long shirt. And that's simultaneously really stupid and really just is just what it is. Like, yeah, he yeah, he does just have a really, really long shirt. So, uh, so everyone thinks Cole has his idol. And they get to the, uh, the balance challenge. And they've done stuff similar to this. I don't know if this is exact things happen, balance with this poll, but they get in there, and I was glad to see Ryan wasn't the worst at this challenge. He's had some had some trouble at these events. Uh, so they're, they're going in. There's 11 of them. they got a balance on a balance beam and then hold up an idol with a stick, and then after certain periods of time, the stick gets longer. And Dr. Mike outlasted Ryan from the first immunity challenge, but Dr. Mike's out first. And then then Joe. I was surprised Joe went out as quick as he did. I know that's more balance isn't always a guy thing. So the first three people out and four of the first five were dudes. Mike, Joe, and Devin. And then, then Lauren goes out, and then Ryan, and then they hit the five-minute mark, and they got to lengthen their stick. And it still got interesting. And we get down to Cole getting immunity, which kind of blew up some people's ideas because they wanted Cole, Cole out of there, and they couldn't go for it. So they then had to, you know, figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to split votes. Plan B. Plan B. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, plan B. And they're going between what they have to do. And I think their initial reaction is they don't, if they're going to split, as, as smart as Dr. Mike was, I'm really a little bit surprised they're just worrying about, like, physicality. It was like, well, we got to think about splitting between Desi and, uh, Desi and Joe and splitting it by gender about who votes for who. And that's when uh, Warren lets out where she's at. And uh, they're they're talking about it, and Ben's, like, just talking about how he doesn't like Joe. And then Joe comes out with this just out of the blue. I, I know he's trying to go for the alpha male of the heroes and hustlers. It's kind of helped unite them together, just the natural leader, the military guy. And when he confronted Ben and said he had sworn on the Marine Corps, and I just was like, people have sworn – on things in Survivor since the beginning of the show, you know, parents and kids and grandmothers. Yeah, my grandmother. I want to. She died, and I want to. I want to know more about what happened. <laughs> like I want to know more about her watching Jerry Springer. Uh, but to get the, I swore on the Marine Corps, like, and lied about it, like. Joe's got some pretty big balls to go at somebody that was a former military person and, and do that. I just I, I yeah. didn't see the strategy there. I understood the the why, like I got why he was doing it. I just didn't get it. I just thought it was dumb. Semper Fi, he's gonna learn that when he gets out. 
and you know, or well, when the show is over and and people start really interacting with them, um, they stick together, and you just don't mess with those guys. I mean, they they stick up for each other. That's a yep. bond that can't be broken. But it, the one thing, it, the one thing tactically for Joe is it did get Ben on tilt, and people could see like that it was pushing the buttons because he knew what he was doing for sure. And uh, you know, I think Ben could have is is out of left field as it came from, and just because it was designed to make him mad, he he probably didn't need to react like he did. You know, feeding into Joe, and then Joe, that's the only leverage he has at all, but everyone agreed with him, and even later at Tribal Council, you know, Joe is going to be one of the jury members or one of the finalists, and for Chris to be like, just be quiet, no one wants to hear you talk, it's like, you've got to separate, you've got 18 more days, and he's one whatever of the final jury, or he's a finalist, so that whole thing with, you know, Spencer and Cass, like, Cast zero percent chance of winning after she did her flip. So I just don't think people were were thinking. But I, I did think Desi was smart to know she had a target on her back to be that aware that you know she's in trouble. But she saw how she'd done well in the challenges. Yeah, I and did write. Knew that... I, I've read it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. She knew that Joe. What Joe was doing was making the target bigger on her too. Yep. And that's where uh, she she sees the target. They're strategizing, and that's when Lauren pulled Ben aside after knowing he wanted to split the votes. And she's like, "She can. I got it. I want to get. I need this advantage because it was time sensitive. I didn't know why Lauren's thing had to be time sensitive. You know, if she wanted to do that, why did she have to do it?" Why did she have to do it that episode? You know, like if I want to get this into the play, why why can't I do it later? The, what I liked about this versus the twist that took away Devin's vote is Lauren got to control what was going on. You know, I I can appreciate you know taking advantage. Like I didn't really like stealing the vote from Devin. I think if anything, when that happened, Jessica should have gotten to get an extra vote when she went to tribal, not. Take away that. Right. So that surprised me, but I I was surprised Lauren. I think she just told Ben to justify when he he was going to run the numbers and figure it out. Um. I thought it was I understood why she said it, but then they're going to know, and now Ben can say when anyone adds those numbers up. If this plan had blown up in their face, just imagine how Lauren would feel and how targeted she would be. She's really she's lucky that with the numbers they were, it went four four one one. Like one person, if those people unify and are and are thinking well better, I just couldn't believe how they got the healers to vote in a way that was detriment, even more detrimental to their game as being down where they were. And I, I think who sussed it out really well was Dr. Mike. He, uh, you know, he kind of felt that, you know, trying to talk to Ben and Laura, he, he knew where he was at. He, he knew he could make a big move. 
And he's the one I've got to note here that he he still, despite Joe's antics, who did uh, Mike say the biggest target was? You got the same notes I do? So, Dr. Mike, who's the biggest target? I don't recall. He said Ben's the biggest target, so he wants to figure out. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Ben's running the show. Ben's the biggest target, yeah. And I think Ryan shares that because once they get rid of the healers, Ryan's got to see the numbers that they'll be Ashley, JP, Chrissy, and Ben. So as soon as the healers are gone, if this is old school Survivor, what's going to happen? Boom, Devin, boom, Lauren, boom, Ryan. Like, so Devin and Ryan and Lauren have to be thinking, who can we flip? Can we flip? Will Chrissy flip with us? Will Chrissy see that Ben's too big of a threat to win the game and betray him? Then does she think she can get talked to him and get his jury vote? There's just, you know, such interesting dynamics here. Yeah, Ben's going to be starting to really worry. Yeah. You know, they're all gone because he's going to be on the chopping block. Yep. And he hasn't been one to really win uh, the immunities. Yeah, he's not been doing very well with that now. He's not done well. And I, I thought Joe wanted to put the take the target off of him or Cole and put it on Ben. And Ben said we're I'm just one of the people I'm one of the people around the knights table, the knights round table, you know, like Sir Lancelot and King Arthur and I was just around that table. Um I wonder if Ben I mean, I think that's just saying that to some to these people. I don't know if he really if he really feels that. I don't know. I think he might subconsciously think that, but I think he wants to be King Arthur, you know, and he wants to be on top of these other people and control these other knights. But we'll see. But Ben, he... Ben, I don't ben know. I think he's worked with the... I think he's worked with other women on the tribe really well. He's worked with Lauren. He's worked with Chrissy. Um... He hasn't seemed like one of the guys that really, you know, beats his chest and has a, a huge ego. And you know what I'm saying? He doesn't. Yeah. He hasn't been. For being an alpha male, he's not like I didn't. I don't sense. And I'm a guy, but I don't. We haven't seen any chauvinist tendencies. I I don't think, and I. Unless they don't want him to come off as a as a boy's boy, I don't I don't know. I, I think he's getting a f- pretty good edit. I'm like Joe, who I just think is being edited as who he is, but just that condescending and right, right. Then that's just not what we're seeing. Joe has got an edit when they were calling him annoying and everything at tribal. I was just like. <laughs> He's even annoying to us to watch. I can imagine having to look with him. Yeah, it's got to be really tough to be out there. Um, one of the interesting quotes that I, I thought was 
you know, Devin was talking about how weak he was, and even though he ate all that spaghetti, he still feels weak. And he doesn't want to be a zombie, and he wants to be that bright, beautiful light. And I was just like, come on, man. I, I like Devin a lot, but I thought, but Joe, or, uh, Jeff was like, yeah, I see why he said that, Devin, because I think Devin is just a genuinely cool dude. I don't know. You still, uh, before we get to the final vote, with this final 10, who do you like and who do you not like, Sherry? Um, I still like Ben. I like Chrissy, and I, I'm really liking Lauren more. Um, I think she's playing a smart game, and I, I love Ryan, too. I think he's playing a very smart game. Okay. I'll go through mine, and then we'll talk about the final vote and how interesting it was again. I guess we've got ten people left, so I can't talk about Desi, who, you know, Desi gets it. I thought Desi was an interesting character. She had a good Ponderosa video, and we found out she is the first juror. Um, right, I watched definitely the Ponderosa. You didn't or did? I did, yeah. You have? That was good. Yeah, so it was a good, good Ponderosa. So I'll go through from bottom to top. Least favorite, still Joe. Um, I'll go with probably JP just because – actually, JP is at the bottom just because he's not interesting at all. Then Joe just because I don't like him. Then we'll go with Cole. Actually, JP, Ashley, Joe – Cole, um, Lauren should be lower, but actually, I'm gonna. God, I'm horrible with making this list tonight, Sherry. I'll go <laughs> JP, Ashley, Lauren, the ginger hater, then Joe. Actually, then Cole, then Joe, because I think Joe's still a fascinating person to watch. I don't want him to win. I don't want him to get very far. Then I'll go with Doctor Mike. Then Chrissy, then Ben, then Devin, then Ryan. Those are my, I can't stand you to, I think you're pretty awesome. So that's where my list is at now. So we've well, talked about that. I just gave my top four. <laughs> well, I spent like five minutes re-ranking JP from, I don't like it quite. <laughs> I really don't like it to I can't stand you. I felt, I don't know, I felt very um, wishy-washy. <laughs> Flip-flopping politician, I had to keep moving around. But no, JP deserves where he is. He's If JP wins this season, I'll still watch Survivor. He could Survivor be a dark Club. horse. You, you don't know. He could be a dark horse that we're just not seeing a lot of right now, you know? He's staying out well, of all the, all the. He has all the crap. He has no enemies, but he has right. no real allies besides Ashley. But we get to the first vote, and Lauren brings the uh, the advantage. She has to stuff of the ballot in her in her uh, in her 
brawl, which Bra. no male equivalent. I guess uh, you can stick an idol in your underwear, I guess, but like I've seen women stick their cell phone in their bra, and I've never seen a dude stick anything of value in his in the flap of his underwear. But I guess guess it's I guess idols maybe on Survivor. But ten votes that are valid. Lauren doesn't vote. No one apparently notices it, and we get four Desi, four Joe, one Ben, and one Lauren. So the Joe votes Cole, Mike, Ashley, and Chrissy, which getting Cole and Mike to vote for Joe, that was just just interesting. Then the Desis are JP, Devin, Ben, and Ryan, the guys, so their votes came through. Desi goes Lauren, and I'm kind of curious why you think she did that. And then, well, we know why Joe voted for Ben because he's a Lion Marine. No, I don't know. I think Joe just doesn't 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 like Ben. Doesn't think it's very not a very tactical vote. But what and I think what Joe is alluding to, he didn't flip. He could have uh, Joe could have voted for Desi and sent her home before the revote if he didn't know, or maybe forced a tie if he had known what Mike and Cole were doing. You know, he could have protected himself better than just voting for for Ben. So fascinating vote, having four different people get votes at this point in the game. Very atypical. Then we get to the re-vote, and Joe and Desi, since they tied, they can't vote. It's up to the other people. And they still didn't run numbers. And I thought it was interesting that the, the twist of the vote carried over on the re-vote. I understand that she's already earned the vote. But she didn't vote on the revote, so wouldn't Lauren possibly have two spare votes besides just the one? Because she also didn't vote on the revote. So I don't know. If I was there, I would lawyer up and be like, wait just a second. <laughs> I didn't vote two times. Not just the one vote, so give me some votes. I want to know, you know, when she went in the second time, she took the parchment paper and then just acted like she was going to write on it, and then she just batted it off the table. Wouldn't somebody notice a piece of a parchment paper laying on the floor, blank? I would have. I hope I would have noticed that. I I don't know if I would have noticed it, but my heart hopes I would have. I don't know where else she could have stuck it. I mean, maybe she was running out of room in her brazier for more uh, parchment. Harkens back to junior high with people stuffing their bras, but no, just sticking the vote like that. I'm surprised no one noticed. And as loud as that is, I get there's a lot of production stuff, so and it's it's a lot farther away than it appears on TV, I would assume. So I was surprised. I, I just wonder happened. if somebody from if somebody from production picked it up, or if it was just laying there and nobody else noticed it, or. That's a question I'd like to find out. You know, if we get her on the show, I'd like to find out if that piece of parchment just laid on the floor, if somebody picked it up before the next voter went in, or what happened with that. Well, she was the last voter. They they put her out there to help her case so they wouldn't see what was going on. Oh, she was the last voter? She was the last voter on the the tiebreaker and on the first vote. So that helped sell what she was doing. But the only other thing is uh, the next time it's just dangerous. And then Ryan, what 
my Ryan's was my favorite in this episode, but as we transition to next episode, Devin's going to take the first place spot because Ryan, I don't know if he's trying to build trust or just, I don't know what it's like to be out there with an idol in your underwear. Maybe, maybe it messes <laughs> with your brain. But I don't know why you hopefully you'll Abigail find out, though. Oh, hopefully I do. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, as a politician, now I can't even try out for the show, I don't think. I think I don't know if it's during the election or I'll have to check with casting. I'll ask Lynn, like, hey, Lynn, now that I'm an elected official and I'm not in the election, can I try out for your little TV show? And I'll see what she says. But uh, I was surprised that Ryan was telling everybody and just curious. The biggest thing I want to know, like you said, when they're walking back to camp, I want to see who and how they discover what happened and then the why. For them to be like, why did someone not vote? They have to know the only reason you would give up something is to get something. So I want to see who connects the dots. And we'll find out next week who does. So uh, it's unfortunate yeah. that uh, Adam seemed on board. I don't know if this is a time thing. I put Eastern. I think I put Eastern in our messaging. I sent him a promo. I said Eastern. He said sure. So he, he saw the messages. So I don't know. Well, the uh, promo definitely has Eastern again. on it. The promo has Eastern, the message does. I, he just saw this message. He, he he might, well, there's no one in the switchboard, so I don't think he's listening. Maybe he'll come back uh, after Thanksgiving. We'll we'll see. He's a, he's a nice dude. He was the last Caucasian standing in the race war season. So, you know, they were a little anxious because persons of color went quickly. And then... Systematically, all the white folks went pretty much in a row, so we were down with the I-24 left. And good resolution there. And going back to that, I'm thinking of Adam being here, uh, on Twitter I saw uh, Jonathan Penner was saying uh, he found it funny that Ben was using a word like putts to describe, describe coal. So I liked Penner's commentary on what Ben had to say. I thought that was just funny for uh, for uh, Penner to pipe in with his opinions on on that. I thought it's just funny. It's fun watching Twitter with almost over 500 cast members and they're bantering back and forth. And Johnny's still fighting with Joe on Twitter. It's fun to watch. When they're from the same season, like in Cagayan with Tony and Spencer, talking back and forth like crazy. So, good season. I'm curious to see what happens. I hope I'm actually in the studio again. I've taken a couple finale break without being in the crowd, so I'd love to get back in there. I don't think I've gone since, I think it's co-wrong. It might even be Cambodia. I need to check my own notes. It's been it's been a minute. I think co-wrong was the last one. So I'm jonesing to get back in the finale. Yeah. But I I hope everyone next week we won't be having Mike on the mic. Please be with your family and friends and 
eating that turkey and the ham and the green beans and the mac and cheese and the cranberry sauce and the rolls and what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. There you go. Um, not my favorite. I love the cornbread stuffing. Okay. And the turkey and the pumpkin pie and the cranberry sauce. I love it all. (laughs) I like anything with cheese for any. Uh, holiday, so, and I like pecan pie. If if that, if there's some pecan pie, that'll make me happy. I know pumpkin pie has got to kind of lock down on Thanksgiving usually, but I'm more of a pecan pecan guy. So, well, I'm not going to be able to cook this season, so we're actually ordering um, our Thanksgiving dinner this year because I I'm not. I'm having some surgery done, and I'm not going to be able to cook. So we're going to order our Thanksgiving dinner from Cracker Barrel. And oh, with that, that sounds good. Yeah, with that, you get one pumpkin pie and one pecan pie. So. Well, if you're having trouble with that <laughs> pecan pie, Sherry, just let me know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, help, we'll help you out up here in Ohio. And Isabel... And I, I'm saying, and I like. I'm going to be very minimally involved in this. I'm going to be as helpful, helpful in the taste tester. But we're making Thanksgiving dinner for our moms. It's going to be my first uh, holiday without my Aww. dad and brothers. So that's going to be Aww. that's going to be interesting. But we're going to make dinner, and they're coming over to see us, and it should be it should be should be a good time, and uh, I'll just be thankful for the people that I still have in my life and that I care about, and try not to think of the people that aren't there, so. I, um... I don't know if Adam's on the switchboard, and there was a time challenge. Um, we shouldn't have dead air, so the good thing about me as a politician and beforehand, I can always be. Hi. I'm always a. Yeah, what's up, Sherry? I jumped off real quick. Um, it's a little late, but he's here. <laughs> so you well, want me to can, bring him we on? We can get maybe a couple minutes of his perspective. I do have a meeting at 7:30, but I'd love to have Adam stop by. And I'm glad I didn't talk okay. to him smack because I assumed he just had a time issue. <laughs> so I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. All right. Well, I am proud to announce from Survivor Cook Islands, we have Adam Gentry with us. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for coming uh-huh. in, hon. Well, hello. And I, I'm, I sincerely apologize. I'm sorry about that. I was tied up with my boss, and uh, I had a meeting that ran really late which, of course, made me late, and I'm sorry about that. But how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, man. I'm trying to emulate your fitness prowess. I'm not quite there yet. With I, I found my obliques finally, but I'm, I'm working at it. And I just wanted to thank you for uh, calling in better late than ever. And it's been a minute. I was trying to find pictures for my fiancé the last time. I was in one of the finales, I think. You were just out. At the after party, I'm pretty sure that's the last time we got to interact. Do you happen to remember 
yourself? It's when been a was? long time, and going back to what you you started to talk about, yeah. uh, what are you half? Are you a third of the way you were? Uh, my point is, I just want to give you props, man. Congratulations. I mean, you've thanks, dude. You, I went from five twenty-five to two forty. So with that, I went from five twenty-five to two forty. Wow. Yeah, there you so go. 280 lost. So almost half, uh, you know, you look great, man. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. I don't know what you're doing. I don't. I mean, I, I'm guessing it's a combination of diet and exercise. Um, but and that's It started awesome, with man. the gastric sleeve. That was the, uh, that was the beginning, but that doesn't do the seven miles of walking and the calorie counting. That was the beginning oh. of it, but. Yeah, just just knocking it off. So yeah, so what have, probably, you been, have you been watching since your season, man? You've been watching this yeah, season much, well, or <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's one of the reason I'm hesitant to do these types of calls because I honestly I I haven't watched the show in probably seven or eight years, so I don't know if I'm the best guest for these types of shows, but um, definitely. You know, any questions I'm willing to answer, but I don't even know what's going on out there, man. I love the show. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. Not like I, I'm not like a bitter, like, you know, whatever. I think it's a great show just for whatever reason. I just haven't watched it in, in the longest time. So um, I'd love to have input, but I don't have any. <laughs> Well, Basically. that's fine. It might, well, one of the things I like to do normally when we before we even recap is just we talk about like your journey on the show and then what it was like being on the show. And you were on you know, one of the more controversial with the idea. And I and I knew CBS from being a fan of the show would do it in a, in a good way. But what was it like being on the the racially divided season? And what was it like getting cast on the show in that and being you know, not fighting with, you know, 16, being one of the 16 white spots, being one of the five Caucasian spots on the, on this season. So what was, what was that journey like to get on our TVs? Okay. Well, first off, as far as getting on the show, it's kind of a a funny story when uh, people ask me, um, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, um, but I would, I would say definitely over 50%. Um, not a whole lot over 50%, but, but uh, maybe 55, 60% or whatever are actually recruited. And they're, they're oh, not. Yeah. yeah. And I know people get upset that, that, um, you know, sending tapes every season and what have you um, about those people that are recruited. But, um, but that's basically, I mean, that's why I ended up on the show. I, I obviously knew of the show. Um, it's yeah. kind of a funny story though. Like I, it was one night. <clears throat> there's a like a restaurant bar here in San Diego, right on the beach, called Tower Twenty Three. And yep. that night, I'll never forget it. That night, I didn't want to go out, but like a bunch of my friends were going out there, and there, were, you know, there were going to be a lot of people there. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to go out, and I'm not, you know, da da. Finally, I was like, okay, I'll go out. Then I got a little, you know, a few drinks and ended up, you know, just being loud and just being me after a few drinks. <laughs> and, uh, just yourself, yeah. Yeah, just myself. And Lynn Spillman um, came up to me and asked me if I wanted to, if I had any interest in being on Survivor. And 
I had been asked a, a few times previously from other casting people for other shows, and I, yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. But then I noticed she didn't go up to anyone else that night, and she told me well, later she she did that on purpose, you know, because if she went up to every single guy, I'd be like, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet you were to SCG, sure, lady. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, all right, so I'm I'm a dime a dozen, whatever. But I noticed she didn't go up to anyone else, and she told me later that, um, like I said, that, uh, she did that on purpose. And then, I mean, that started the process. And then, yep. of course, I went, I went to finals. Um, my tape, I still had to put together a tape, a video, and it was horrible. She, I can't, what was the word she used? Lynn said it was, um, what was it? Uh, I don't know if it was horrendous or whatever, but basically everyone wow. had good. Yeah, yeah, my tape was terrible. I still needed a tape because Lynn, Lynn's only a, a part of the, you know, the puzzle. You still have to yeah, yeah, you know, the network and the producer. Yeah, yeah. So you, basically, you have three parts. You have Lynn, you have uh, Burnett, and then you have CBS. You know. Yep. So, so she still needs me to put together a um, a video. Is that your notification? What's that? Do you have your notification? Uh, there's notification weird sound. Are you by phone? the water, dude? Yeah. Do I have a notification? It sounds like a foghorn. Every few yeah, minutes. Yeah, you buy oh, the water. It sounds like I'm a getting, horn getting, or something, I'm man. Tapped. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're cool, dude. That, We're just making I'm sure not... you weren't getting attacked by the Navy or something. It just sounded like a <laughs> like a like a horn on a boat or something, man. That's cool. I'm in a. I'm in a. I'm in a. That's funny that you say that. I'm in a uh, dealing with drama. Let's just put it that way. With okay, I understand. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so Lynn Spillman, that started the process, and my video was terrible, but then I went to finals, and it's funny at finals because, you are you know, you're not supposed to talk to anyone, and I'll never forget Parvati. Like, she was sitting right next to me at, like, breakfast or whatever, and, like, that's the one person I remember at, at finals, and, uh, you know, you kind of want to, you're not supposed to talk to them, but you kind of want to whatever, do glances or whatever. Have some kind of connection because if you end up on the show, obviously that's an alliance, you know. Did you have any nonverbal moments with Parvati? Did you, like, get a wink in? Parvati was the only person, I think, that made it on the show that I remember um, having any kind of... But you have, have like, an hour a day of uh, working out, and then you have freaking... um, uh, eating three times a day, and then when the phone rings, they'll be like, "Go to whatever room, like four twenty-six or whatever." And then you just, yep. yeah, get no matter what time a day it is, you just get dressed and go. So anyway, that's how it ended up happening. And then I, you know, obviously Lynn called me and said I was selected, and you got to leave like whatever it was tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together because you're going. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which was crazy. So I just, I was like, okay, I'll go. And then um, my dad actually experienced the same thing because, yep, he got a call from it wasn't Lynn, but whoever it was, one of the producers uh, during the uh, Loved Ones, whatever it's called yep, episode. Yep. And yep. um, and uh, I told them that it. You know, it, it depends on 
whoever's more available. Like, I'm not going to choose my mom or my dad. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know. I let them decide. I let them decide. And so I guess, uh, like, the day before my dad left, they called, I guess, my dad and my mom. It was like, you know, who wants to go? (laughs) And I think my mom kind of wanted to go or whatever, but she may have, she had plans or whatever. And my dad was like, okay, or, you know, I don't have sure whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he just kind of packed up or didn't pack up. He, uh, you know, he he hopped on the plane and came out there. And a funny story about that and going back to poverty, (laughs) this is kind of funny. You know, he was only there for one night. You know, they're only there really yeah. one night, the loved ones. And and Parvati was giving him a hard time because he was asking for, like, a shower or, like, a bottle of water. You know? yeah. <laughs> we'd, been out there, we'd been out there for, like, whatever, 30, some day, 30 days or whatever it was. And here he like was. We're starving here, night. buddy. Like, give us a break. Yeah, he was like, so where do I take a shower? Where, you know, where do I get the bottle <laughs> It's kind of funny. You don't. But, uh, yeah. But going back to the race thing, I feel like the race thing was squashed early. With a swap. Season. Yeah, the early swap, right? Yeah. No, I, I feel like they CBS kind of abandoned that. I remember them yeah. talking, asking me about that in the uh, interviews during that finals week or whatever. Um Asking what I thought about race and you know whatever da 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 da. So, I, but like I said, I don't feel like it was really part of the show. Like I, I feel like I feel like the the um, the talk about how it was you know so bad or whatever that they did race. Um, I don't know. I feel like they kind of got scared or whatever and just pulled the plug on it because it really wasn't part of it. Like uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was no one. Plus there was no sponsors, one. There was no one. There was no one racist. Like on any of the tribes, I don't feel. I, at least I don't feel like any one of the people. The only person I can think of is Cowboy just making funny off-color jokes because he was one of the old, the oldest guy. But and Billy yeah, making a funny rope joke, but no one was like, like a racist me. jerk. Yeah. Yeah, it's still Cowboy. I don't feel he's. I'm racist. I don't feel like no one was. Like I think it would have been more of an issue if they had like a white supremacist or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Like that would have been more of a race issue, but I mean, every I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it it really wasn't at all an issue, and I feel like I guess what I'm saying is I feel like they kind of tested the waters with it, and then they yeah. pulled back, but it was it was never anything. It, it was I mean it was irrelevant really. And it was, and from talking to some of the other folks, and you don't have to confirm or deny this, that's okay, it's been a long time ago, but I know that there was a WNBA lady that heard about it right before you guys, you know, went from press stuff to actual game, and it's so interesting that the person they pulled in after she left got to the final four, it's just, it's amazing how an alternate is there, and then they get pulled in and restructuring, so it's just, people's initial reaction to it was yeah, and Sundra got pulled in. Yeah, I know. From what I that's about casting, people are, and goes back to like I said when I saw Parvati in the beginning of the week. You know, she ended up being on the show, but they they that's the way it works, man. I mean, it's it's yeah. like everything changes quickly. Like, 
And and they might pull someone in last second. You know, it's just yep. crazy, you know. Um, I mean, they never know what they're doing. From what I understand, like, I'm not going to – I can't speak for, you know, the producers or whatever. Um, but from what I understand, it's always changing. I mean, even the challenges, they don't – it's not set up. Like, they, you know, like, it's not set up what the next challenge is. It might – you know, they'll so decide what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's very fluid, and that's and like I said, I'm I'm not trying to speak for you know the whole show, but from what I understand, that's the case. And it actually kind of relates to people asking if it's staged or whatever, or if it's real. And like I said, from what I understand, there's fluidity, just like you said, right? Yeah. Yep, <clears throat> and, yep. and and so basically. From what I understand, and like I said, I might be wrong, but let's say they want me to win, right? And it's me and whoever else. Not saying I'm like a beast or whatever, but if they want me to win, they might do more of a strength challenge. If they want me to lose. balance or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's not, I don't know. It's just interesting how it works out. It is. Anyway, am I answering your questions? Do you have any more questions for me? That's all I got, man, because I actually I got elected to city council, and I got a meeting in 13 minutes. But, Sherry, do you have any questions for Adam? Because we're not going to really, like, recap and get, like, his opinion on Player X, because if he hasn't seen this current cast, the theme is yeah. heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Hey, I think it's hey, a Mike, stupid theme. Michael, is there anyone back? Not this season. Last season, they were all returning players. It was game changers. Uh, I need to catch it was up, crazy. Man. You know what? Hey, little side note. You know, I mean, <laughs> this isn't the main reason, but one reason why I don't watch the show is because it pisses yeah. me off. Because I'm like, damn it, I would have done this. You know what I mean? <laughs> have I you been a lot of or anything post Cook Islands, man? Have they had any like blood versus water stuff or any callbacks or? No, I would, I would, I would definitely consider um, doing another show. I don't know if you know this. Um, but I ended up – it wasn't part of the show, but I had I, – I injured my foot, and I, I was on crutches for about five years. I had four surgeries on my foot. Oh, wow, oh my god! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had four different surgeries, two from one surgeon and then the, the third and fourth one from a guy that – CBS took care of it, and they're, they're great about it. But uh, the third and fourth was a, – a, uh, doctor that does Lakers whenever they have foot injuries, um, and I'm still not fully here, fully healed. Excuse me, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm damage done and damage goods or whatever. And then I also did some casting, so I, I mean I'm out of the loop, so I don't I don't foresee that happening. But of course I'd love to do it again. Well, if they call us for fans' favorites three and we're both there, dude, I got your back. So, But thank you for uh, coming in late. And sorry the meeting went over, but I'm glad you stopped by, dude. Hey, and I apologize again for being late, man. I'm sorry. But, hey, I was early uh, West Coast time, right? You were very early, so thanks. And if you're ever out near the finale and stop by a party, dude, I'd love to get a skinny pic with you. So uh, I'd love to see you again, man. So thanks for calling Hey, and last thing, man, congratulations once again, man. I mean, you that's Thank amazing. You. you lost, what is it, 200 
right around 200 280 pounds. 280 pounds is what I lost, and I need to wow. keep applying. I started applying for the show when I lost the weight, so we'll see if I'm the right fit sometime. We'll see. Yeah, and 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 like we talked about in the beginning, man, I I don't think I've seen you since you were at that whatever 500 pound mark. So I wouldn't even recognize you. You're skinny ass. People don't. You know Lynn, I mean? Lynn's seen me at these parties, so I just gotta, you know, get get her attention. Maybe we'll see. Well, congratulations, man. Keep it up, Mike, and good talking to you. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for stopping by. Adam, right, buddy. thanks so much for calling in. Take care, hon. Hey, thank you. All right, have a good night. Bye. Yep. Good night. And with that, we're going to wrap up tonight's show. I know that, Mike, you have a a meeting to go to, so thank you so much. Um, Yep. Everyone have a great weekend. Sorry, did you have something else to say, Mike? Go ahead. I was just going to tell everyone bye now, so I love you all, and I'll see you in two weeks after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um. I want to remind everybody to have a great weekend and have a happy Thanksgiving with your family, your friends. Be um, thankful for all your blessings and come back and join us in two weeks. Make sure you join us for Manic Monday on Monday with Michelle Costa. And we're going to close tonight with Ron as we always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Here's Ron. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one it's always a great show with mike albright make sure you join us again in two weeks and have a happy thanksgiving god bless all good night